Hey, what is going on? How is everybody's Thanksgiving? I hope you all had a good holiday. Hope everybody stayed safe out there. Nobody caught the plague. I hope it was pretty low key, not, you know, a bunch of stressful family situations like some weird drunk xenophobic grandfather or maybe a smelly uncle or something like that. So we got a good show today. All football talk. Uh, great show. Great show today. And so instead of sitting here and babbling on, I think we should just start the show. download gta after we get off i will all right welcome to this episode of stone sports i am your host bert aka the gutter boy aka bertleby aka the teenage mutant ninja Bertle. uh with me as always i have my co-host double say what up dubs and my co-host as well meech say what up meech <laughs> what up? Every time you do those nicknames, dude, I just fucking cancel. Like after the second one, I was I prepared for three, and there's five. Yeah, teenage mutant ninja turtle is is that's a stretch. That's a super <laughs> super tight though, dude. Like that was I'm fucking. You can tell I'm a '90s kid. That was tight, bro. <laughs> so rad. So how was the Thanksgiving, boys? It was good. I ate super late. Woke up really tired the next day. We already talked about this. It's not my favorite. Yeah. I swear I ate a plate like every hour for like four hours. And then I just went home and slept and slept. And I I've just been had one like farting for like four plate. days straight. Yeah. That's. I've, I fucking, uh, I fucking had like I was good the day of. I only I had two plates, which is fine. Not like huge or anything. And then I took, like, a trough home, like, one of those metal fucking plates. Like, not metal plates, but metal, like, trays. Yeah, the, like, like baking trays. trays. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I took one of those, and literally within the day, the next day, I ate, like, the <laughs> whole fucking trough of food is what we're going to call it. Yeah. So I've been much better today. I've eaten, like, one thing today because I'm just like, I need to lose the weight that I just added. Yeah, same, bro. Same. I, I've been doing that today, too. Fucking Sked came home with, like, the same shit. He had, like, this fucking trough is such a good word for it. It's just, like, this trough of, yeah. like all this food and he put it in he put he just put the whole tray in the oven and then pulled it out and just like ate it periodically all day until it was gone it okay, was fucking and, amazing and that was my plan initially and i was like well maybe if i just you know microwave it i'll eat less no same result same result fucking and trough is an appropriate word because that's yeah. exactly what the fuck that is for a human being like for that sure, big of food like yeah Jesus. And then like, but I did it. And then like, you ever eat that much food, and then you stop and you think about like, holy shit, there's like four pounds of food in my stomach. Yeah. I do that all the time, and then I feel bad about myself. I'm gonna be on the Dude, shitter I, all day tomorrow. Just constantly on the shitter tomorrow. I literally, <laughs> I ate food. I got to the top of the stairs, and I was like, ugh. My mom was like, oh, what? What's the deal? And I was like, the stairs were a fucking struggle. 
And then I looked <laughs> over the railing and saw that my phone was still on the counter. And I was like, shit <laughs> on The me. worst hath happened. <laughs> well, uh, talking about a struggle, we could talk about the Detroit-Houston game on Thanksgiving. That shit was fucking dog shit. It was the only game I watched. And then I told Double off air again. I was like, I asked my dad, I was like, so do you want to watch the Cowboys game? And he was just like, nah. And so we just like watched a documentary about the Stanley Cup. But yeah, that game was a shit show. As, you know, all Houston games are. They're just boring to watch. I've said it before, I'll say it again. They're just boring to watch, dude. The only bright spot on that team is Deshaun Watson. He proved it once again. He went 17 for 25, 318 yards and four touchdowns. In his last six games, he is 141 for 200, 70% completion. 1,750 yards, 16 total touchdowns, and zero turnovers. So he's just throwing that team on his back, and Houston has picked up a couple wins here in a row because of it. Yeah, I mean, he's actually entertaining to watch this way. Like, this version of him without Billy O'Brien fucking uh, controlling what he does. I I feel like he's just so entertaining to watch. Also, J.J. Watt looked like uh, old-form J.J. Watt, man. He had a fumble and a touchdown. Fumble recovery, force fumble, fumble recovery, and the touchdown. So he looked vintage as well. And, yeah, now four and three since firing O'Brien. And you have to look at that team and say that made a difference. It seems to have changed the whole feel of the team. You know what will make a difference? The record for the draft pick, because Miami has both of them. Oh, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Educate me. Educate me. Miami, the Dolphins have the Texans' first and second round picks. Oh, no. In a trade that they made for Stills, who they just released, and um, uh, the tackle, left tackle, uh, Tunsil. Tunsil. Yep. Best lungs in the business. Best lungs in the business. As you recall, he was caught on video uh, during the draft. Not during the draft. This was previous footage of him. Right. But hitting the bong as soon as he got so Gas mask bong. Bong. Boom. But, uh, yeah, Cue the music. They, they, they gave up the first and second round pick for those. So, yeah, as, as bad as they are, they won't even benefit from it this year. And this is what we talked about last week. It's just that sucks. Like, when your team is bad and, and can't benefit from it, that sucks. The only bright light is that, like I said, since they've gotten rid of him, they've looked like a different team, looked and felt like a different team. Deshaun Watson is once again, you know, up there in most people's top 10. You know, he's entertaining to watch. Uh, So, yeah, and as another result of that game, the Lions actually decided to part ways with their GM and their coach. So we brought it up. Go ahead. Yeah, we brought it up uh, last week. I asked the question, when do they start looking at firing him? Because they had no business losing last week, and they didn't even show up this week. So, And, and that's why you made such a big deal out of it in the group chat. Because I was like, you, you came in like super hot. It's like, oh, you called it. I get it. Meet Strodamus. Exactly. Meet Strodamus is my new name. <laughs> yeah, it is. For sure. The mother of Chechnya, Meet Strodamus. <laughs> pretty good all right how about the uh washington football team washington football club i'm sorry and uh dallas game i did i did not watch it so uh how was that i watched more of this game than the lions texans game Mm -hmm. uh my pick was wrong i picked dallas they laid a fucking egg uh alex smith should 1000 percent win comeback player of the year he's been I mean, he hasn't been amazing, but he's played like an NFL quarterback in every game he's been in. Uh, Antonio Gibson, oh, and you know he, what he did? came back from 
you know, almost dying uh, hor- yeah, or getting his injury. leg amputated. That's a pretty yeah. big deal, I think. Right. You know what Antonio Gibson did on Thanksgiving, boys? Pooped off? Went for the turkey. Three touchdowns, 20 carries, 115 yards. McLaurin added in the receiving game with seven catches and 92, and the defense stepped up with four sacks on Andy Dalton. Did you see Andy Dalton's run on third and 10 where he, like, dove forward for the first down? No. I didn't, I thought, I didn't either because I, I thought he was going to get concussed again. Like, he, he uh, like, dove forward head first over the line and threw, like, three Washington people and somehow didn't get hit. Dude, if I have a running quarterback – if I have a running quarterback, I am making sure the baseball coach teaches them how to fucking slide, dude. <laughs> yeah, for real. Also, bro, Meech, like a minute ago when you said pooped off, I didn't get that you were saying popped off. And I was like, what, what, why are we talking about poop? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, Antonio Gibson had like 34 points or something like that in fantasy. Yeah, he went off. You know who didn't? Zeke, another fumble. 10 carries, 32 yards, the fumble. Rushing yards were 182 to 60 in Washington's favor, which is not what you expect with Antonio Gibson and Zeke playing in this. Like, those of your starting running backs, a person who's not super educated on sports would probably be like, ah, Zeke, Zeke is 182 to 60. No, not the case. Yeah, he has looked not great this year. Although, once again, Zach Martin out for the, the Cowboys, someone I thought who would play, which kind of played a role in my decision picking them last week. Um, and I'm sure as well as yours, because they yeah. look like a different team the game he started. Yeah, we um, touched on that briefly last week, and I was, I was in agreement with you. Zach Martin is a huge part of the Dallas run game, and if he's not there, it's not going to be nearly as effective. Yeah, for sure. And he was a game-time decision that he wasn't going to play, so that really you know, that really worried me, because I, even, I know both of us were kind of on the fence with this game anyway, yeah. just because of how shitty the NFC East has looked. And Washington... They look like they play hard. I will say one thing. Uh, it looks like the Cowboys didn't respond to the pat- the smashing uh, watermelons as well this week as they did last week, right? That was like the biggest story, right? Yeah. What happened um, with watermelons? <laughs> last week, it came out that uh, their coach, Mike McCarthy, uh, smashed watermelons to motivate the team in a Gallagher-style <laughs> Yeah. <defense. laughs> yeah. <laughs> And that was the whole story because this will tell you how much people talk about the Cowboys for no goddamn reason. Right. That was like the story going, he's a motivator. He smashed watermelon. Performance of the century. Mike McCarthy. Watermelon smashing. Mike McCarthy mixes it up by smashing watermelons in a Gallagher style routine. Oh my God. That almost, that literally almost killed me. I laughed yeah, so hard with that. That's I read that ridiculous. the other night and laughed for like a song. <laughs> Interestingly <laughs> enough, he did it to Smashing Pumpkins. So that'll tell you. I mean, he was just all about mixing <laughs> the smashing things. I mean, there's no like, there's no water, the there's plants. no watermelon band. I I don't, I don't know of one, and I know a lot. So if there's a watermelon well, band and someone out there wants to, you know what's gonna happen? Someone's gonna just go Google watermelon band and tweet it at us and be like, "You fucking idiot." <laughs> That's true. That's exactly what's going to happen. I mean, I I'm here for it gonna anyway. I appreciate my Smashing Pumpkins reference. I, 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 did, I did appreciate your Smashing Pumpkins reference. Well, I mean, the audience, proud of you. To it's, quote it's you, do you, do you want a fucking cookie? <laughs> <laughs> I do say that. Well played, you, sir. Well you do say that a lot. All right, moving on. Um, how about Pittsburgh and Baltimore? Anything you want to talk about there? 
So yeah, I mean they they move this game to Tuesday for the the Ravens and Lamar Jackson. Meanwhile, they fucked the Broncos, which Denver, we'll talk about later. Baltimore passed with the whole COVID thing. Yeah, yeah pretty much, also. dude. And it's it's a little. I'm not even a fan of Denver, and it's a little. It pisses me off a little bit right. that yeah. that the Ravens seemingly got this pass. The game has now been this game has now been moved twice, and I don't know how many games they've moved this year to COVID, but it hasn't been many. Right. I mean, it's um, been a few, been but it, it hasn't been as many as I thought it was going to be when the season started. That's for sure. I mean, but I think it's only been, been like four or five. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's, and that's two a few. of them are the fucking Ravens. Yeah, and yeah. The um, Steelers players. It was funny all week. They were like, "Oh, why are they moved the game back for the Ravens? Why are they moving the game back for the Ravens?" And then the Steelers get like three or four positives coming in, and then all of those people are like, "Shut the fuck up, real quick." Yeah, I mean that was <laughs> that was the funny storyline throughout the week as well. But at the same time, you're just looking at well, how, how does the NFL give the Ravens a pass? Yeah, so why would they? I mean, why would they? I mean, I don't. Yeah, I'm not a big conspiracy theorist. Oh, I am. It, when it comes like to there's... sports, I am. When it comes to sports, I am. I'll put my tinfoil hat on real fucking quick. It's all about ratings. Nobody's gonna fucking nobody right. really wants to watch the Broncos in prime time, but right. people want to see Lamar Jackson. So yeah, they move it back. I don't think that's accurate at all. I mean, the Broncos <laughs> have one of the biggest. Fa- no, no, seriously. I, I mean, I don't know if it's just because I'm on the West Coast. The right. Broncos have one of the biggest followings. Well, no, I'm not talking shit about their fan base and shit. I'm talking more about like record wise and yeah shit like, like the, the 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 pl- level of play not even I think that I just had a stroke. So the level of popularity right right but that's what i'm saying i think yeah the broncos are more popular than the ravens but not to a like casual fan mm. i don't know if that's true mm. i think it is true mm. I mean, there are a lot of Ravens fans like where I am, but that's because I'm near Baltimore. You know, I'm a couple hours out. So. Uh, I mean, just in the last couple of years with the whole Lamar Jackson shit, I just think like the whole coming out party of that has been, it's okay. taken over more than. I don't know. I can't call He's that. More, I can't call Lamar that. Jackson is more of a draw than Drew Locke. Yeah, I'll give you that. That's probably true. That's probably true. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's move on to um, the Chargers and the Buffalo game, which I did watch that game, and it was that fourth quarter was ridiculous. I don't know if you saw it. Did you see that game? I did not. I was paying attention. It was to the ridiculous. Start, but I did not see the end. The fourth quarter. Let me see game. if I can get this right. The fourth quarter. You know, the Chargers are down like a touchdown. They're like seven points out, and I think they throw an interception or they fumble the ball. Then Buffalo throws an interception. And then they throw another interception and give the ball back to Buffalo again. Like, literally one for one for one for, like, four times in a row. It was absolutely fucking ridiculous. And I'm over here, like, you know, because last week I was like, what do I get if I win? And I was like, oh, my God. Like, please tie this game. And then for, like, four plays, it was just turnover after turnover. It was fucking ridiculous. that sounds like an absolutely fucking ridiculous ending. It sounds like the game we were watching a couple weeks ago with the Reds. Ooh, Washington <laughs> Football Club. <laughs> that was an amazing time. Ooh. <laughs> I don't remember Almost the game you were talking about. There. Oh, yes, I do. It was Yes, I do. Smith got the ball back like yeah. four times. I think it was against the Giants. Yeah, and they threw. he threw two interceptions in a row. Yes, I remember yeah, that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Like that. I derailed us. My but, bad. Um, no, you're good. Buffalo... Got the win, 27-17, despite Allen's knee being 
a little bit of a concern. He missed some time and then came back. 18 of 24, 157 yards, a touchdown and interception. Also added a touchdown on the ground. Cole Beasley also threw a touchdown in for the Chargers. Air Bear, 31 of 52, 316 yards, a touchdown and a pick. And in Austin Eckler's return, he added 14 carries for just under 50 and 11 catches for 85 yards. So he picked up right where he left off in the receiving department. Yeah, and going into that game, um, uh, the coach said he was going to be used sparingly. He, he ended up having, like you mentioned, 129 yards from scrimmage uh, between air and ground yards. Yep. And so they leaned on him heavily uh, this week. Didn't seem to uh, didn't seem to matter. Josh injured or Josh Allen was injured and then returned. And then the Bills are now five and one at home, so they do appear to have a home field advantage up there in Buffalo. Absolutely. All right, jumping through tables and shit. <laughs> jumping through tables. All right, well let's uh, let's move it on <laughs> to uh, the Tennessee Tits and uh, the Colts. Why don't you uh, start us off with that game, Dubs? Because I I didn't uh, I didn't really watch it, but I know it was uh, I know the Titans like whooped, right? That's what I heard. Yeah, anyway. I was wrong. I picked the Colts. They <laughs> they didn't show up. It was almost like a, an exact flip of what happened in the first meeting, where like the, it looked close and then the other team just sort of flipped it and won by like 20 right, points. Right, right. But Derrick Henry led the way for the Titans. He had 27 carries for 178 yards and three touchdowns. On my fantasy team, doesn't matter. Getting smoked this week. A.J. Brown, four catches, 98 yards, and a touchdown. He also had a kick return for a touchdown. So those were two players that really elevated Tennessee. I mean, they had all of their fucking touchdowns. Phillip Rivers on the other side, 24 for 42, 295 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. Jacoby Brissett came in. I talked to him before. Meach was saying that uh, Brissett was going to come in on certain drives, certain plays to ease the load on Rivers. He had two rushing touchdowns. Hilton led the way in receiving, which he hasn't done, like, at all this season so ever it's got yeah literally <laughs> so despite indy losing there's a few bright spots there but tennessee picks up the win and now leads the afc south yeah man it was a that was a interesting game to watch because uh i picked the colts uh last week as well and we just were wrong we we didn't know which version of the titans would show up the one that showed up the last two weeks or the one that showed up prior to that so it was uh, the we prior. both got fooled a little bit there um and their run game took advantage of two key linebackers being out for the colts like you mentioned they could not stop king henry nope. uh just absolutely killed it in fantasy and then the colts brought in Brissett. uh usually to run it seemed like they, they brought him in on fourth and one and then two touchdowns um, so really to run, but it was a weird mix in for them, but that seemed to be when they made magic happen when they brought him in. So right. it'd be interesting to see how much of him they use going forward and how much of their game plan he will be going forward. For um, sure also, it looks watch. like Trey Burton's the new favorite target. It looked like Mo Alley Cox earlier in the year. They just cycle. Trey, yeah. Trey Burton has been getting most of the touches the last couple of weeks. It seems like. And the last two weeks, Michael Pittman had was starting to show up as their number one receiver, and now we got no action from him, and T.Y. Hilton's back. Hines has been really their only consistent pass catcher, and he's a running back. Yeah, and he's a great running the ball, too. I mean, he just he has these games where he just looks like a monster. Yeah, I like Hines. He's been pretty good this season, and he was decent last year, too, in his rookie year. Yeah, for sure. I'm sorry. What was the final score? 45-26 tits. Damn, you were right. All right, so let's move it on. Let's move it on. 
Uh, we got Carolina and Minnesota. I did watch a bit of that game. It was uh, interesting. I think you both picked the Vikings, though, right? No, I picked the Panthers because uh, uh, I wasn't being a oh, bitch. Oh, right. That was and the didn't one need a right. Caveat that Bridgewater right. was the caveat game. This shall go down in history as the caveat game. Which I would have lost if you guys let me do <laughs> what I wanted to do last week. Because yeah, so we helped you out, bro. We helped you out. We, we got did. your back, boy. We did. And that's why Meech is going to have to refer to it as the caveat game. <laughs> yeah yeah you finally tied our record up this week I, I, I was one pick ahead of you going into this week you have managed to tie tie up the lead thanks to the caveat game the caveat Absolutely. game <laughs> minnesota picks up the win 28 27 bridgewater did play like we said 19 for 26 217 yards a touchdown and a pick in his return to Minnesota. He connected with Robbie Anderson on that touchdown, who had four catches and 94 yards, and reestablishes himself in the top five for receiving yards this season. On the other end, Justin Jefferson slips into the top five in receiving with seven catches and 70 yards and two touchdowns. The Vikings had four receivers with seven-plus catches, despite Thielen being out. Yeah, and really, I mean... After a rough start, uh, Cousins rebounded. He had a fumble that was turned into a touchdown for the defense. Minnesota had three fumbles and still got the win. Yeah, you know Zimmer's raging in that locker room with how many fumbles that team gives up. He has to just be angry as hell all the time. But, yeah, he rebounded from a rough start. uh, And Justin Jefferson, every time I see him, I just shed one single tear because that's who we passed up to get Jalen Rhaegar, who – Hasn't been healthy most of the year and hasn't looked overly impressive when he has been healthy compared to Justin Jefferson. So I'm a little, guys I'm are a little like sour on that every time I see him. You guys are like the Pats on the receiver drafting standpoint because we just we just miss every time. Yeah, you mean the worst? Because Howie's yeah. track record is horrible. It's exactly like Bill's Bills. Bills isn't receiver. great with receivers either, dude. We can't draft one to save our fucking life. Harry, all Harry does is run block and drop fucking balls. That's what I tweeted out today. <laughs> Somebody was like, "He was what supposed does to be the Harry next do for this kid team? there." I I was super high on him, and he's absolutely fucked me. Yeah, and then Cook left, uh, but I believe Cook yeah. came back in this game as well. Yeah, he still had 18 carries, but he was not as effective as he normally was. Only 61 yards on his touches. For sure. And then uh, let's move on to the uh, the Browns and the Jags. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I was about to say. Yeah, that, there was something that happened. I can't remember what it was, but there was some play that happened that I was like, well, that's fucked. But hey, I, I, can't I know what it was. is. Yeah, yeah, hit me. Baker had a wide open Jarvis Landry in the end zone and like rolled out to his left instead of just staying in the pocket and then saw him too late and tried to readjust on the fly and overthrew him and missed a completely wide open touchdown. Yeah, yeah. That's oh, yeah, was that, was Higgins. Higgins. yeah. that was Higgins. Yeah, there was something. I remember watching the game like while I was cleaning and I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, I tweeted about it. I said, uh, you know, usually I'm a big Baker guy, but uh, this guy just missed – the widest open man. I think they did like a stat cast thing and he had 10 yards of separation in between. Like the next nearest defender was 10 yards away from him. Yeah. And Landry was his only target today, really. Eight catches on 143 of Baker's 258 passing yards. But on yeah, the ground, well, I mean, finally, fantasy owners of Jarvis Landry rejoice. I gave him up already, but he has had a disappointing year to say the least agreed i mean but the run game has just overshadowed the passing game in cleveland they have 
200 rushing yards again this week. Chubb is averaging 102 yards per game on the ground, and he added 144 more today with a touchdown. Yeah, man. Uh, I mean, that rush attack is just disgusting. 206 total yards between Chubb and Hunt, and it's just – it's so dangerous to have both of those two guys on a roster. Chubb looks like the better one, obviously, but, you know, Hunt's no slouch when you bring him in to to rest Chubb. Yeah, exactly. When you take out your – workhorse back who's averaging 100 yards per game you don't expect the guy to replace him to be able to do the same thing and that's exactly what cleveland has the one yeah and it's 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 really made baker better i think i think he's better when he he doesn't have to try and do too much he's better and so that rushing attack is just like dangerous and then meanwhile on the other side the rushing attack looked dangerous as well james robinson once again keeps single-handedly keeps the jags in the game yeah, he's a monster. I mean, Glennon didn't even do bad today. Fucking, nah. Fucking Mike Glennon starting in an NFL game again. Look at that shit. 20 of 35, 235 yards and two touchdowns. But like you said, the star was James Robinson, 22 for 128 and a touchdown. And again, like you said, he's carried that team to even being in contention. They've lost 10 in a row, but some of them would have been absolute blowouts if it weren't. He's making them not look like the Jets right now. That's what right, he's doing. Right, right, right. Yeah, <laughs> we would have two Jets. Yeah, yeah. They would. There would be two teams that were clearly the worst in football without Robinson. Um, he has made them close in every game, and the ability to run the ball has really opened up the very little passing attack that exists there. But he's just powering through, once again, an undrafted rookie. So, like, this is why you don't spend draft capital. I know I say it every episode, but God, every time I see his numbers, I'm just like, and and, and Hunt as well. Hunt was the same way. Kareem Hunt was undrafted as well. So, or actually, he might have been like a fourth round pick or something. I think he was. Second, I'll he was, look into it. I'll I look into say it. He was a seventh round pick. Yeah, but I mean, you can find value at the running back position. There's no need to go out and spend huge draft capital or re-sign like Zeke did because that never looks good on that next contract. Uh, but yeah, the Browns have found a way to win games that in previous years they would lose. And yeah, they're not all convincing. Um, You know, they haven't been pretty the last four weeks. You know, they've been dealing with weather basically, but you know, they're finding ways to win games that usually the Browns lose. Kareem Hunt was the 86th overall pick apparently. Okay, so like second round, something like that then. Yeah, yeah. All right, so let's move it on once again to uh, the Giants and the Cincinnati game. That was the shit uh, show of the week. Yeah. Uh, 1917, the Giants pick up their fourth win of the season. Daniel Jones went out with an injury. I don't yes, he did. I honestly don't know if that's a positive or a negative for the Giants. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's a it negative for like the show because there'll be no sad boy shots in the future. Yeah, I'll tell you true. what, it looked like a negative. You bring in Colt McCoy, pew. pew. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wish that man was awesome at his job because right? a starting quarterback with the name Colt McCoy it's, yeah. would yeah. just and be he was so yeah. good at Texas. He was so good at Texas. It sounds like yeah. it sounds like one of those like old like 40s 50, 1950s like really dope ass baseball players. That's We're what gonna that throw name Colt sounds McCoy like. out there. Huh? You know what I mean Colt McCoy sounds like an amazing Colt McCoy. <laughs> exactly. Like sounds like an amazing it baseball up player. And- Playing Cinefield, Colt McCoy. Leading the league with 12 home runs, it's Colt McCoy. But yeah, no, so Colt McCoy came in and uh, did not look like a positive because uh, Daniel Jones rushed. And once again, teach these people to slide. 
That's all you have <laughs> to do. Because he he came out after a rushing attempt where he rushed and I believe got the first down, but it was grimacing and grabbing his his ankle area. Tried to come back in the game and he was not successful in coming yeah. back. So yeah, we'll see what the injury report is after the game. But probably it like doesn't a hamstring look like a positive. or something. It's probably like a hamstring. Could be like an Achilles or something though. Yeah, no, it was it was lower. It was yeah. definitely ankle Achilles, yeah. but I, I don't know if it was Achilles or not. We'll fi- like I said, we'll figure it yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. We'll find out. It definitely definitely looked worse without Danny Dimes. So that I mean, that, however you feel about him, he does look like a better quarterback than pew pew Colt McCoy. So <laughs> <laughs> one result from that: if Wayne Gallman is available in your fantasy league, I would pick him up now that Jones possibly missing time they're going to be relying on him even more and he had 24 carries today for 94 yards and a touchdown and meet your boy evan ingram six catches for a buck 29 but he did have a pretty ridiculous fumble dude he was he's a clown he was supposed to be the next great pass catching tight end and he's been mostly a disappointment finally had a decent day but like you said fumbled and it's just like whenever you need him to make a big catch or whenever you need him to make a big play he can't do it. Like he he'll make plays, but when it's a big moment, just like with the fumble, it was a huge moment to fumble. It it's totally switched the momentum. And every week this guy disappoints. And and I threw that out on Twitter too. I was like, man, he just continually disappoints. So those numbers look good overall. And fantasy wise, his numbers look good, but this guy's just not as advertised, I feel like. I'd agree with that. You know what just really gets me down in the fucking dumps? Huh. Seeing Brandon Allen playing quarterback for the Bengals and not my boy Joe Burrow. <laughs> yeah, although I'll say one thing. It seems like they're actually playing harder now than they were. Like, they've looked like a way more competitive team the last, you know, I guess this week. He went out last week, I guess. But, like, the last two games, they've really looked like a better team than they did previously. So, like, I feel like almost they were like, we got to win it for Joe because – I, they played pretty solid today against the Giants. Hey, Cincy, draft a fucking line. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is the game I've I've been waiting to get to um, for you, Double. <sighs> so uh, the Cardinals playing in DK mode as always against the uh, <laughs> the Pats. That was uh, I didn't I actually didn't watch this game either. So why don't you like talk me through what happened? All right. So Cam Newton played like fucking asshole. Nine for 18, 84 yards and two picks. Uh, even the running attack wasn't great. Like our our offense fucking sucked today. We had two players with receiving yards. Two. Oh, Damier Bird and Jacoby Myers were the only ones with positive receiving yards. James White had one catch for negative one yards, but the only three people with catches. Jesus, Did those guys happen to be your first round picks. No. <laughs> <laughs> what was one the was, score? Uh, twenty seventeen. New England won on another game-winning kick from my boy. Big kick, Nick Falk. Fucking hits from fifty <laughs> yards again for the win. Which yeah, what is that? Like I, four weeks in a row we've mentioned I his just, name. Yeah, he's I, all he, over Nick Falk. He's <laughs> doing it. He keeps. Well, I, if there was one yeah, person right. I could have picked on the Patriots. Like that, I, I, sorry that I wouldn't have picked on the Patriots to like win us games this year. Become your favorite Patriots football. player? Yeah, it would be Nick. We Ford. we should buy him a jersey for Christmas, Meech. Yeah, 
Big, big kick, big, neck. Big kick neck. Uh, and uh, like I said, the pa- the Pats' only chance of staying in this one was containing Kyler Murray. They did that. Arizona had 4.3 yards per play, which was a season low for them. So that was a huge turnaround from not being able to stop Deshaun Watson last week. Kyler, 23 of 34, 170 and a pick. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins had 5 for 55 with... Stefan Gilmore draped all over him all day. Yeah, Pats rebounded, looked pretty good on defense. Offense still sucks, but uh, another positive is the rookies are starting to play well. Uche did well. Uh, Kyle Dogger played well, so starting to put. I didn't together, watch much but... of this game because it wasn't really on red zone because yeah. it was terrible. Yeah, same. But, That's uh, why I didn't either. Terrible, terrible, <laughs> absolutely but, uh, terrible. But I mean, I'll tell you one thing, Steven Bilicek with that, that fucking mullet he's got going from the 1980s, someone, yeah, I saw that shit and I was like, whoa, his fucking mullet is what makes Steve Belichick, Steve Belichick. Yeah. It has like fairy dust in it. Like what the fuck is this shit? Like we got, that's where he keeps his play calls. It's like some shit. Like one of us would have on GTA, you know? Yeah, for real. Dude, yeah, this this man is literally a GTA Five character, bro, with a fucking mullet. On the he looks like the rednecks up in the desert. Uh, uh, can we also talk about how Meech about like a minute and a half ago just went? I tell you what. I tell you what. Because I had a football coach growing up, like in high school, I had a uh-huh. football coach. And he was from my area, Bakersfield. He was from right, there. Right. And I swear to God, he sounded like he was from the deep south. Oh, boy, I'll tell you what. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll tell, tell you what. what. I had a, I'm, I'm from the deep the south. And I had a football coach. Oh, my God. I can't, I think his name was Ackerman was his last name. And he would always like, he would be like, come on. I know you know it. We've been over in practice a hundred times. <laughs> <laughs> like literally just like that. Like every fucking practice. So it got to the point where we would start like fucking up on purpose in practice. Practice just, just to, to hear, hear him it. say <laughs> coach ackerman what up what's happening bro <laughs> shout out to coach ackerman <laughs> Dude, this coach this defensive coach said I, I go how low do you want us to get to try and get past the offensive line right because i want your dickadoo to be in the ground i was like I don't think that's... <laughs> like that's an answer for how low i should be yes okay jesus i tell you what i want your dick dude be in the ground <laughs> He was so southern, but anyway, yeah, like that's just, yeah, that's just, if high school football coaches all sound like they're from Texas. <laughs> they right? they're What's up with they're that? All fucking caricatures. They're What's just ridiculous people. Oh, it's like a fucking prerequisite for the job or something. Yeah, you have to be a cartoon character to be a <laughs> yeah. football coach. High school football coach. Is there anything else with the Arizona New England game y'all want to talk about? No, but we can move on to another team or another two teams in the competitive AFC East over there. Uh, the Dolphins and the Benny and the Jets. Benny! 11 fucking New York Jets are the worst team maybe to grace a football field since the 0-16 Lions. Dude, I think we need to do some research because we were talking a couple episodes ago. Yeah, that they're historically bad. I want to check that before next episode and see if they are actually like legitimately historically bad. Because I know you said they were like at an all-time low for like rushing and receiving and some interceptions maybe. I remember last week they didn't have – that might have changed this week because Frank Gore has been pretty decent. But they didn't have a running back over 250 yards on the stage. Yeah, like I want to check that. Anyway, I derailed us again. I'm sorry. You can get back to your analysis. Analysis. Uh, Sam Darnold, two picks, 
16 of 27 for 197. Like I said, Frank Gore is pretty decent, 18 for 74. And the Jets did add four sacks. But uh, my question for you guys from this is, with Darnold playing just shitty, do you draft Trevor Lawrence number one and try to move Darnold to a team like, uh, I don't know, the Bears? Something like that. A hundred percent. That's what I do. At this point, that's what I do. Yeah, I be I think everyone's in total agreement. Yeah. Uh, that, that that that's what their plan is. I think if you are there for Trevor Lawrence, you gotta take him. Now you should also learn your goddamn lesson. They have multiple picks. Maybe draft a couple linemen in there because they've got one left tackle. Yeah, back to um, that guy's a fucking brick shit. Yeah, house. but He's you like need more than one five and like five hundred and thirty three pounds. Yeah, just <laughs> from the past mistakes of other teams, uh, the Colts and the Bengals, put a line in front of Trevor Lawrence, please. Yep. Yeah, like uh, you said, you need more than league. one. You need more than one, like you said. You definitely. Yeah. Yeah, you, you definitely need to build a line in front of the man. Um, also, I was thinking, so you know, I I we brought up uh the Lions fired their coach and GM. Falcons have already fired their coach and GM. Right. Texans fired their coach and GM. I mean, same person, Bill O'Brien, for that one. <laughs> um, and then the Jags just fired their GM as well. Marone's still around or employed as of right now. But do the Jets make a change now? It seemed to make a positive change in both the Falcons and the Texans organizations. They look like different teams that are playing on an everyday basis now. Yeah, I mean, they I think they should have made a change a long time ago, like I weeks think they should have, yeah, agreed. And now that they haven't, I think you just stick with Gase and try to go. Ride it out. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think, I think, like, I'm with you. Like, they definitely need to change it up. But I, I think Double makes a good point. You should probably just ride it out at this point. I want him out of my building. I don't want right. him in my building right now. Like, oh, I get it. How bad he I, is. I, I get it. it. I get it. I, I mean, I'm, I, I totally, I'm here for that. I'm just saying, like, maybe you do just right. I mean, like, what's his contract like? He's been there a while now. It's yeah, be... that's what I'm saying. Like, because if you're getting towards the end of it, just fucking ride it out. I think this out. is only his second year. I think it is no. too. I think it is too. I'll check it. I'll I think check it's it. Third, at least. I'm pretty sure. It's third. Because Flores, wasn't there a coach between Gase and Flores, like, for one year in Miami? I don't know. I fucking don't know. Gase got a four-year contract, so it would be a two-year buyout. But great podcasting. Yeah, I mean, I just think... I, I just think no matter what the, the details on the contract are, I think I want him out of my – no, I think – I want him out of my building. It's toxic oh, yeah. culture that he has. Get him the hell out of my building, and maybe, maybe we can look like the Falcons or the Texans and maybe give our fans a glimmer of hope that we're looking towards next year and we have some promising young players on the roster. Like, it just – other than that, I just feel like everyone talks about Gase getting fired every week. And it no, just doesn't. doesn't make sense to me why he's still there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah, I can't find when he started with the Jets. I can't. It doesn't matter. It doesn't, I mean, it doesn't matter, matter at all. At so, all. Like, so let's go to a team that did make that change and has looked better – uh, you and me were both wrong in this one because as we've talked about this season, it just seems so inconsistent. The Raiders and the Falcons, the dirty Falcons birds. drum them up. The Dirty Birds yeah. laid a dirty dick in on it the fucking It was fucking ridiculous. 43-6. to six, And honestly, it was like really their defense. Matt Ryan didn't look that great. They didn't run for that many yards. Like Ryan was 22 for 39, 185, two touchdowns and a pick. 
I want to say Ridley led the way receiving, and he didn't even have like 60 yards. Ito Smith, oh, he also right? came out again at a certain point. Yeah, he did. But he still led them in receiving. Uh, Deion Jones had a pick six that got Falcons some points, and Las Vegas was just completely stuffed. The run game has been what propelled them all season. Josh Jacobs was seven for 27. Derek Carr couldn't get going. Uh, Devontae Freeman couldn't go. Not Devontae Freeman. Royce Freeman couldn't get going, and they just they looked like just pathetic. They had Nathan Peterman playing quarterback for a few, but like a possession. He was yeah. three for five. No picks. Good for him. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that might be the one game he hasn't thrown a pick that he's been a part of. I swear to God, normally, I don't know why Gruden loves him, but Gruden loves Nathan Peterman. The three for five is normally how many interceptions he had per throw, like three picks, five throws. But right, yeah, exactly, dude. Like, yeah, this team, and this is why I don't like Gruden. But the last two weeks he's proved me wrong, and then this week I I, I see what I see a lot. I feel like it's just an uninspired team, can't move the football. And, and I feel like a lot of it is is coaching. I mean, you saw uh, Joe Judge go for it four times. It, he went for it on fourth down, and Gallman got stuffed the three times before that but made it in on the fourth one. Like, you have Josh Jacobs just pound the ball over and over and over again. I get that it's third down. You were still very close to scoring a touchdown in, like, one of the first possessions of that game. And you didn't. You settled for a field goal. And it just – I feel like that play demoralized the offense a little bit. I, I mean, you go for it. Just go for it. It's horrible field positioning for them if they if you turn the ball over. I'm with you. Nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed, Nailed it. it. Nailed it. Nail gun. <laughs> wow. The Necronomicon. <laughs> All right. How about the Saints-Broncos game? Meech has plenty to say here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, this was the pick that I lost. Like, what? This is the pick you gain back, uh, and this is just crappy, dude. Like, uh, honestly, a day ago, they announced that all of the quarterbacks have tested positive or had a close contact or whatever the fuck it was. It was bullshit was what it was. And I'm not even a Broncos fan. I'm not a Broncos fan. I am just like, how do you not let them have a quarterback going into a game Yeah, and yet you move – heaven and earth for the ravens i'm i'm with you 100 percent, dude that's some fucking bullshit they their quarterback that they ended up throwing in was a practice squad wide receiver who's also a rookie out of wake forest he played quarterback at wake forest had a just completion percentage just over 50 which isn't super hot he it's went terrible for nine, today's game one of nine 13 yards two picks oh <laughs> oh Saints beat them 31 to 3. Taysom Hill didn't even look good, but they just ran all over him. They had over 200 yards rushing between Murray, Kamara, and Taysom Hill. Defense did their work on, I mean, not even work. They just picked apart a stray fucking baby deer just in headlights. <laughs> I feel bad yeah, for him, though, dude. I feel bad yeah, for him. Yeah, I mean, and I, Vic Fangio's not in danger of losing that job or anything, but it, you just. It, that's a, that's a shitty move on the NFL's part. I feel like For sure. the Saints just slapped them, dude. And, and, the, and again, the Broncos will have that excuse. They can just be like, "Well, you made us fucking get smacked by the Saints." Yeah, yeah. They probably I mean, come they out just... next week healthy and with a fucking chip on their shoulder. Next week, you want to pick the Broncos? Me, it might be a good one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to uh, the uh, San Francisco and the Rams game, which was still going on, I believe, when we started recording. So, what's the it update literally... on that? just ended what's the score what's the score what's the score 
2020 49ers with the ball. It's 20 to 20? Yeah, it's fucking tight, oh, game, boys. Oh, bro. Oh, God. Oh, what are bro. you, a, co- a football coach now? It's 2020. <laughs> it's 2020. 20. Hey, I'm from the South, man. I can't help that shit. Fuck off. We've been over practice a hundred times. It's clock management. Come on now. <laughs> the the best play from that game, though, is the pick six from Javon Kinlaw. Yeah. I mean, I, like I said to you off air, bro, like I think I'm just going to stay a Rams fan. I can't help it. I, I just can't. Like I see the uniforms and I'm like, no, nah, that's my team. So, like, I, I think I'm just going to stay a Rams fan. So you can give up on trying to convince me to be a Chargers fan. I, I can, but I won't. <laughs> <laughs> Oh Jesus! He will not. He will not give up on this <laughs> endeavor. That 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 <laughs> okay. All right. Well, uh, let's uh, check back on that game in a second and see what the yeah, score Yeah, we'll was. check out the Chiefs. What's going on right in the uh... because that one is not as close. Right. Chiefs are leading twenty-seven seventeen with four minutes to go. Bucks have turned it around in the second half, but it's the... as we knew they would. They let up. Right, but they let up too much in the first half. It's not yeah. going to make a difference. Yeah. Mahomes has nearly 500 yards, three touchdowns. Kelsey has 12 catches for 261 yards and three touchdowns right now. Seriously? So if you have, yeah, if you have him on your fantasy team, you won. Not, not Kelsey. <laughs> I, excuse I was me. down 100. Excuse me. I didn't say – I meant to say Hill, not oh. Kelsey. Tyreek Hill is <laughs> – The disappointment in Meech's voice. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Tyreek Hill is currently ravaging my asshole. In yeah, fantasy. he has 56 points. Yeah, he wiped the guy I'm going against. Shout out Nick Rasser. 179 points right now. Yeah, and my uh, the team I'm facing because every week I, this guy has uh, everyone I face has the highest points. He's at 214 right now. That's brutal. That's fucking brutal. You're getting ravaged. Yeah, like I mean, we said it yep. off air. Like, they're the Bucks are a fourth quarter, or Brady's really like a fourth quarter quarterback. I think fourth Meech is guy. the one who really said that the first time. But um, yeah, like you said, it's just Ooh, too little. I think the too Bucks late. just scored. Uh oh, touchdown. Uh oh, three now. Uh-oh. Brady has two picks today. Uh, I saw a stat at the start of that game. It was like uh, quarterbacks interception numbers in their first season with Bruce Arians, and it was Tim Couch, Andrew Luck, Jameis Winston, and Carson Palmer. Palmer was the only one to not throw twenty interceptions in their first year with Bruce Arians. I fucking forgot about Tim Couch. <laughs> the couch. <laughs> the couch. I totally forgot the about Tim fucking Couch. All right, so another, uh... another forgotten Browns quarterback. Just sad and forgotten Browns quarterback. <laughs> but as long as the Chiefs hold on, uh, I'm, we're going to end in a tie here. And I think either way we will, right? You mean in you picks? Still... Yeah, because me and Chad. Yeah, we both too, have right? the Chiefs in okay. this game, and we both have the Packers for the Bears game too. So Yeah, how do you think that game's going to go? Uh, I'm on the Packers. Like we said, we're both on the Packers. I think it's going to – I feel like every time they play, it's kind of low scoring. Yeah. Like, you'll you'll check in on the Bears-Packers game. Like, oh, forgot they're playing. Let's see what the fucking score is. Well, like 10, we've said it's before, like 10, I feel like any time the Bears are playing, like, it's just their defense trying to keep the team in the game. So, right. like, it's kind of, like, inevitable with them, I feel like. Unless, of course, they just get, like, stomped on. Which is a possibility. I mean, yeah. Rodgers might just go out and pick apart their secondary. But For sure. I'm willing, I'm willing to bet it's probably going to be a low-scoring, pretty close game. But I will take – I mean, it comes down to the quarterback. I'm going to take Rodgers over Foles. Yeah, 
Yeah. Actually, uh, Trubisky's getting the start. Foles is injured uh, from that's that right. That Actually, he got yeah, carted right. off last week. So Trubisky will get the start. It, this game starts in a little under, well, right about an hour from now. Um, that this yeah, that we're recording Foles. this. But yeah, it will be interesting to see how this game goes down for sure because Trubisky will start. And I believe it's the last time he started, they were winning. Does he think he earns the uh, job back if he does well? Uh, I mean, maybe they. They've already basically moved on from him by, you know, benching him so far, you know, this year. But right. yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see. I mean, obviously, I think Matt Nagy just wants a win at this point, and the quarterback that can give him that will get the start. Forty Niners just won twenty three twenty. Five and six. Birdies Rams will fall to seven and four. Mullins had twenty four for thirty five, two hundred fifty three yards and a pick. Uh, Mostert returned with 43 yards on the ground, and they they kind of just give it. It's like running back by committee. There has been such right. hand got there. It's the name of his game. Debo Samuel 11 catches for 134. The next highest person for receiving was three catches. So Debo mm. Samuel is the only target out there today for the Niners. And on the Rams side, Jared Goff threw two picks, like we touched on earlier. One was to Kinlaw. The Rookie D tackle out of South Carolina. That was a fucking awesome play. Did y'all and pick the 49ers for that game? No, we no. both picked the Rams. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, because I, I was like, yeah, Rams are going to win that game. Look at that. Remember That's fucking crazy. They have like 30 fucking injuries. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. I we do remember having that, that conversation. Week. Yeah, for sure. You I'll do really love the, the pairing of uh, of the coach and the GM here. I mean, these, these two guys look like they... I mean, they're still fighting, even though they have no chance of winning the right. the NFC right. West. I yeah, mean, got to respect it. Division in football, and yet they're still scratching, and clawing to try and fucking get back there, man. Yeah, yeah, that that division is always one of my like favorite to see how playoff picture pans out because it does always feel like there's always like three teams from that division every year are close. It's to funny because. Spot. This is my argument when everyone, whenever someone talks about the NFC East this year, it's all cyclical. Like, this division used to be shit. Yeah. Used to yeah. be shit. And now it's been the best division last four or five years. Right. Yeah. Well, we can uh, recap the uh, Chicago Green Bay game on the next show. But uh, yeah, now you know what time it is, Double. You know what time it is? I do. It's time for the preview. Preview. It's time to preview some games. Oh God! Please stop. <laughs> the Eags preview. This is the worst. And it is an Eags preview. The Eags and the Seahawks. So uh, why don't you start us off, Meech, since it uh, you know is in your neck of the fandom woods, as they say, or do they say that? I don't know if anyone's ever said that. I you said it. Just said it for the first time now. I don't know. I think people say it. People say it. Whatever. They, 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 they you coined you, the phrase. Mage. I coined <laughs> the phrase. Fuck you. Take your pick, motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah so my Eags uh, versus the Seahawks. I mean, this is the problem with the Eagles. Mm-hmm. They will look like shit. And then in the last few years, I think they've shown they haven't been a great team. But they just find ways to win games like this that they have no right. business winning. Yeah. You know, the Seahawks have to go across coast again to the Eagles' house. And so they have another cross coast road trip. The schedule maker has not been nice to them. They have had so many trips to the East. Uh, it's kind of crazy. But at the end of the day, the Seahawks are going to win this. The Eagles can't stop the run. They just, the Seahawks just got Carlos Hyde back last week and that already looked to make a huge impact. We'll see if Chris Carson comes back this week. Uh, I haven't seen any 
Chris Carson is returning. They expect okay. to it. So they'll have Hyde and Carson back. So that rush attack should be formidable again. And like I said, the Eagles cannot stop the run to save their life. They um, can't stop the run, and they also can't stop the pass rush. They've given up the most sacks this season with 40. Since trading for Carlos Dunlap from Cincinnati, he's had three sacks in three games with Seattle including that game-winning sack against Arizona a few weeks back in primetime. Seattle gives up a ton of yards, which I think will ring true with what you said, Meech. Eagles have no business winning games that they win, but I don't think they're going to win this one. I think it's just going to be close. Seattle, 420 yards allowed per game, but they also... I'm sorry, 446 yards allowed per game. They they get 420 yards. That, I mean, that's they almost allow 500 yards per game. That's crazy. Yeah, but the, we won't touch that. And like you said, the defensive no, exactly. line has been great for the Seahawks, but the offensive line for the Eagles is currently in shambles. Lane You've Johnson out for the year. starters at offensive line this year. How many? 10 yeah yeah lane johnson out for the year he's been battling injuries all year uh, i mean you know i've talked about it he goes on and out of the sideline every game it seems like and all eagles yeah. fans know what i'm talking about i love lane johnson he's a great tackle but it seems like he always has injuries but apparently he has a couple pretty severe ones this year he will not be playing the rest of the year they move jason peters who also is oft injured from left tackle which we restructured his his salary to accommodate after he wasn't supposed to be a left tackle starting the year. We move him back to right guard. So we'll have a new left tackle. We'll have a uh, no right tackle. Uh, and, you know, our, our, our offensive line is. And then Peters is questionable on top of that. So he might not even start at guard. Our offensive line is falling apart. Jason Kelsey left last week's game. But the uh, the man, the men, man of all men, Jason Kelsey will probably be on the field for uh, the game. And also would night. be his hundredth career or his hundredth straight start. Yeah, he's he's a fucking monster. Me and everyone else in Philly land loves this man. He is as durable as they come. He's the captain of the offensive line. He's just the best. To add what you said, I think. The Seahawks, are, it's going to be a ideal scenario for Chris Carson to return. The Eagles give up 133 yards per game on the ground. I think the defensive line is going to feast. I do think the Eagles are going to keep it close because of Seattle's defense being a complete liability other than the pass rush. But give me the Seahawks. I think it'll be close. Seahawks win. I'm going to take the Eagles. What do I get if I win? Give me a PS5. You buy me a PS5 co- if I win. You get a, you get a cookie. Yeah. I don't want a cookie. I want a PS5. All right. This guy, makes, this guy makes like one pick a week, and all of a sudden he wants something for his goddamn Every pick. single time you make one pick, you're like, what do I get if I win? What do I get if I win? Me and Dubs are sitting here slogging through picks of games in the most inconsistent year that has happened, and you make one pick and want a fucking trophy hey, for Hey, come on, Easy. man. That's, that's, you know, know your role, bro. That's your role. Anyway, that's going to do it for us on this no, episode. Close us out. Yeah, fuck you. That's going to do it for us on this episode of Stone Sports. <laughs> Thanks for episode listening. seven comes to a close. Episode seven comes to a close. Follow us on all social media. That's Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube. It's all Stone Sports Podcast. One of these days I'm going to remember them all right off the bat, and it's going to sound really good. Is there anything else you want to say, boys, before we go? Anything else you want to talk about? Elfins. Uh, okay. 
double. That just means the end in Spanish. I just said the end in Spanish. It was probably horribly pronounced, but healthy. <laughs> okay. All right. Say goodbye. Bye. Peace. Lightest. <laughs>